And it'll be the best damn episode ever. And of course, that's what's on the recording. Beavers. Uh, so, <laughs> sneak it in. I uh, gotta get it in there. Okay, so this is the Christmas special, DGMH's favorite things. Any questions before we get started? I've been drinking all day. <laughs> but what the hell? It's time to grab a drink with some great minds in history. So, welcome to the show, everyone. Today, I am joined by all your favorite DGMH guests, Luke, Sherry, Kelly, and Cullen, as we get ready to tell our favorite Christmas histories with, of course, a twist of psych. We debated for a while as to what the hell we were going to talk about on this first ever Christmas holiday special. I mean, it isn't like Thanksgiving. The history of the holiday is old, complex, and, you know, honestly kind of confusing. But eventually we landed on sharing our favorite Christmas stories, and I think we have a pretty good lineup for tonight's episode, so get ready for DGMH's favorite things. So how's everyone doing tonight? Good. Fantastic. Everybody's the least favorite question, because let's be honest, we already did this 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and it's just like, as much as I don't want to, you know, whatever. But first, it's some history for you, a reason to drink for me. It's the history of the great minds that made history come to be. Ho, ho, ho. It's the Christmas special. But that brings us to our shots regular guy, uh, Luke Francia. What's your story? Oh, you, yes, I love your story. Your story is the story of Christmas. Well, the story of Santa Claus. Yes, that's the, yeah. So, what is so do, do you know when Santa Claus first appeared in American newspapers? Because I do. I don't. I don't know. At Lay it all. on us. Santa Claus, the word Santa Claus first appeared in, in American newspapers in 1773 oh, by, really? do you know who? Do you know who wrote it? Washington Alexander Irving. Hamilton. Oh, Washington no. Irving. Washington oh. Irving. He, he wrote, and Santa Claus is just a uh, phonetic derivation of Sinterklaas from the Dutch. Oh. So, 1773, Washington Irving, basically he kind of wrote, he wrote this story about this jovial fellow mm -hmm. who would go around and give presents and gifts to people to kind of influence a calmer holiday because during, and Kelly talked about this a little bit, in like the 1770s, the Christmas celebration was like party hard and wild. And, and there were there was always a uptick in home invasions in December because people would go around pretending that they were carolers and then they would break into your home and burglar burglarize your house. Wow. And there was also substantial premarital sex in December around the holidays and public displays of debauchery. So Santa Claus was kind of thought of an, as an idea to influence a more toned down version of the holiday. So then, and and kind of it developed from that. So in 1823, the the uh, the poem of "Visit from Saint from Saint Nicholas" was published, and there's kind of a debate on on who the authors were of that. That was when Santa Claus became like a legendary figure with eight tiny reindeer and a, and a sleigh, hmm. and definitely the image of the red coat, red trousers, black boots, black belt, and the red hat. Well, that's and kind of different. That image all fake. Because Washington Irving was like the biggest liar of all time. <laughs> That's the genius who gave us Columbus proved the world was round and was a nice guy who brought religion to the natives. Well, and it, it was also from like the British Father Christmas and there's some Norse God theology in there as well. Neat. So continue. I'm sorry. That image is credited to Thomas Nast. 
Really? In 1897, oh. that's when the, the letter in the New Yorker, Yes, Virginia, There is a Santa Claus, which kind of described the embodiment of the holiday. So joy and good food and spending time with your family. And that's how they kind of told Virginia that there is a Santa Claus, that that's what Santa Claus is. No, not so much a person, but the uh, symbol of the holiday, kind of the embodiment of all those good things. So no, Coca-Cola did not invent Santa Claus. I as just, a lot of people believe. I am so epically disappointed in myself. So you're telling me Thomas Nast was attached to Christmas in some way, and I couldn't figure that out because Thomas Nast is my guy. I, I, I am telling you that Thomas Nast influenced the co modern concept of Santa Claus. Yes. Modern imagery that we associate yes, with Santa Claus. Yes, yes. He's just the best. He probably based uh, the fat jolly man off Boss Tweed, Kelly. Uh, well, I was just thinking that. <laughs> um, well, the jolly old man came from a visit from St. Nicholas. So a bowl full, he, he laughed like a bowl full of jelly and, and, and that kind of imagery. And then Santa Claus was like, he was further popularized by Coca-Cola when Coca-Cola decided to use him for um, advertisement in the 30s and mm -hmm. 40s. Then Pepsi got jealous, so Pepsi made their own kind of Santa Claus. And then there, there was there was some advertisement legal issues there because Coca Cola like copyrighted Santa. <laughs> so, any other you thoughts? You that Thomas Nast Santa because I really want to see it now. Yeah, let's let's see if I can find it's it. Real quick. Yeah, I'm disappointed in myself too. I had no clue. I mean, you. Oh my, there he is. Yep. Okay, hold on. I can do this. Share screen. Oh, I've seen this before, but I didn't know it was Thomas Nast. This is Thomas Nast, Santa Claus. How? Well, damn. How German refugee Thomas Nast invented how Santa Claus... Damn it! Oh, I am so very disappointed. I am so teaching this baby. tomorrow. <laughs> I am a scary baby, man. Oh, my God. I am Ooh. so jealous that I don't get to teach this. Wow. You want to come in tomorrow morning and teach it to my first period? Uh, you can have... You're covering Thomas Nast recently, too, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I told him, I was like, he's, he's the guy, the father of political cartoons. Who the heck knew Luke would teach me something? Son of a bitch. <laughs> Just regular guy taught yeah. Mr. DGMH a little history factoid. Oh, about, about my favorite U.S. history figure. And isn't, isn't that in keeping with the Christmas spirit? Yes, you've given me a gift. I, and on I've that given note, a gift. We are going to talk shots, but I'm sure some of us need to go get our shots, and I need to go get mine. So I'll be right back. My shot is with me. Trust I was going to say, the rest of us are prepared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm also prepared. I want to know exactly how much he has drunk, though. <laughs> Probably why he is not prepared. It, it sounds like Zach has been indulging in the Christmas spirits today. <laughs> I only had two glasses of wine, and I'm right here. <laughs> But Kelly was, Kelly was saying the rest of us were prepared. None of us had to leave. We were Oh, I had to chill mine, and that'll make sense in a second. I, mine wasn't chilled because it was sitting on my shelf, and then I realized the perfect uh, Christmas shot for me to do. Thank you all for bringing your delightful Christmas stories from Puritans who ruined Christmas to the creation of Christmas to Santa Claus and Luke's very special gift to me. Uh, and Sherry, thank you for Merry making Christmas, Zach. Yes, thank you, Luke. Uh, thank you for helping us understand a little more about why we feel the way we do about Christmas and tradition and warmth and alcohol. Snow. And, and alcohol. alcohol. Yes, that was, I love that. How do we build a connection with alcohol? Uh, but either way, let's talk shots. So, uh, Cullen, what are you doing a shot of tonight? I have absolute vodka uh, citron. So it's a uh, lemon-like lime flavor. Is that like a favorite of yours? 
Oh, no, just what I had. <laughs> so understandable. Luke, what are you? Uh, what are you doing, Charlotte? Tonight? We return to a regular. I have American Honey with me today. Ah, yes, an so. old favorite. Without Yingling, it's not the same, but it's still it's good. the old standard. Yeah. Sherry, what are you doing, Charlotte? Tonight. Um, I am trying something new tonight. I'm really not a rum girl, but uh, I came across a uh, brand of rum called Tippy Cow. That tastes exactly like soft serve ice cream. So I have typical a rum cream in a vanilla soft serve flavor. It's my dessert for this evening. Have you tried it yet? I have not. Oh, you'll have to give us a brief little review afterwards. And Kelly, what are you doing a shot of? I'm doing a little rum chata and my fire whiskey. Mixed together? Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, I, I looked at my options and I was going to do some of my favorite shots that I have here. And then I realized the best shot I could do was one that was a gift. Aww. A little bottle of moonshine that was given to me, uh, Tennessee moonshine from Sherry. So I had to chill it because I know it's gonna kick my ass. And oh boy, it's just, oh, that's just a full shot, huh? Okay, here we go. It's just a shot, woo! Okay, so I'm doing old smoky uh, Tennessee moonshine shot tonight. And it is uh, my choice because it was a gift uh, from Sherry's last trip to, to Tennessee, which I very much appreciated. So that's it from all of us at DGMH. Uh, that is the best we have to offer, and I think it was pretty damn good. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. If you enjoy the show, then please consider supporting us over at my Patreon page. There, listeners can support the show and get access to all kinds of bonus content. Be sure to leave the show a great, hopefully five-star review wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It really does help us out. Don't forget to follow the show on Instagram, and I want you to know that it says, and don't follow. <laughs> and so don't forget to follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at DGMH underscore history podcast. Join the DGMH Facebook group uh, where you get a little DGMH daily. So we've already talked shots and, you know, it's a school night, but who really gives a shit? Uh, let's do this. Uh, cheers, <laughs> to, uh, cheers. cheers to you guys. Cheers to the listeners and cheers to a happy, safe, weird COVID holiday. Woo. And, and cheers really to 2020, which gave us DGMH. That's yes, right. it did. 2020 no. did give us DGMH. It yeah, did. That's true. Oh, we're ready for that Janice moment to happen, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> cheers. cheers. Ooh. Fuck. Well, that was pretty. <laughs> take, take, right, take, take the varnish off your table. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. It was what it was. Um, it was definitely moonshine. Uh, Sherry, how? <clears throat> how was that? Uh, it was. Right? It was good. Good. I mean, definitely on the sweet, sweet side, almost like a, a real wild rum chata type thing. Something you could sip over ice if you did not care about calories. Oh, because okay. I'm sure this has like 500 calories. Is it like the consistency of Bailey's? It, it's thinner than Bailey's. Oh, okay, but it's like a creamier and lighter. It definitely tastes like. Vanilla soft, melted vanilla soft serve with a kick. Mine tastes like good. Fifty percent alcohol. Okay, it's hundred proof. Yep, that's a great way to cap off three interviews, three recordings in one day. DGMH will return after twenty twenty with our first episode of twenty twenty of twenty twenty moonshine uh, of of twenty twenty one with our first great mind of the new year, the Marquis de Lafayette. Cheers to all of you! Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays! Thanks for coming on and providing listeners with great content uh, all of season one. I know that we ended season one what seems like forever ago, and then I just keep recording more and more and more. But cheers to all the beavers and beers we have enjoyed on the show, and one more time, huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs>
All right. Cheers. I'm ending this recording. Cheers. <laughs>